Hey, you made it to another episode of So What Page We On Bet. This is a bi-weekly tune into podcast for a great book. Good adulting advice and... Three real-ass friends making time for reading a relatable book. Because let's be honest, the new kids and grown folks don't read directions, books, or signs in life. Join us as we dissect chapters and breakdowns on what we relate to. I'm Casey. I'm Kiki. And I'm Shan. Now let's crack this bit open. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into today's episode of So What Page We On Bit Podcast, let me tell you about how we podcasting. We using something very easy, very free, and easy to use and distribute. We using Anchor.fm. Listen, if you're curious about starting a podcast, Anchor is a one-stop shop for all your pod needs. Easy distribution, easy hosting, 100% free. Kiki, Casey, and me can use this app all at the same time doing the same podcast. You can use it online on your computer. You can use it on the app, on Anchor, the app. It's purple. Scroll through, add the app on your phone or wherever you need to use it. You can use it on your tablet, on the go. Kiki might be in Texas, Casey might be in his business, I might be here with my kids, but we can all three use a podcast as a group, as a team. Anchor even gives you sponsorships and you can add more. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast today, go to anchor.fm slash start. Now let's get back into this book because the things that I read, honey, leg up. Back to the show. Back to the show. That first chapter was hard. I, I enjoyed the first chapter because he talked about emotional health. <laughs> <laughs> I need it how, how everybody, I need it how everybody be getting out of pocket. Yeah. Child, that's why I got the audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So if you guys are wondering, we are uh, talking about The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Uh, Tell him that is human nature. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, about, I was about to jump in if I remember the words. I was like, right. I'm going to like that. I'm going to let her have it. Did he do me that way? I can't. <laughs> but we are talking about the book. Season, like we said, we are reading the laws of human nature by Robert Greene, and the chapters we're discussing is one and two. This episode, this thing is thick, so we're not gonna go page by page. We're not gonna dig in and read y'all the book, but we just gonna go over why we relate and what we relate to throughout the chapters. So, what did y'all get out of chapter one? He was. He's trying to record. He watch. He's watching the game and he has. I'm trying to record. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Look at the couch. <laughs> oh lord. 
Nigga. Sorry, audience. <laughs> Nigga. Oh god. Continue. So what I got out of that um the chap the first chapter is everybody basically gets out of pocket when he was talking about um irrationality. Mm-hmm. Um and people get out, you know, get in their feelings about certain things, they lose control. When he started talking about X and Y, he completely lost me. And then, and then, and then he got me back when he was talking about communication through anger, um, and what we're feeling is where, you know, it get lost with other people. So if we learn to calm our asses down, and then have a conversation, I think that's better. And I will say I agree with that because sometimes the best thing you can do to talk to people is not say anything and then come back to it later. I just think my whole thing is with with chapter one, what I kind of pretty much just gathered from it was that old saying, listen to the person and don't listen to respond. Like, I'm not like, listen to actually what they're saying Mm -hmm. and don't listen to... For like them to, to finish, but not right? To and don't, respond. yeah, don't listen, don't listen for them to stop what they're saying, so you can go ahead and say what you got to say. Because the whole time you're not even really listening, you're just trying to figure you, you really looking at them and nodding your head and saying okay, but in the back of your mind and your subconscious, you're like, all right, bitch, I'm gonna light your ass up. As soon as yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. done that. I've done that too. I think that's a part of being human, though. Like, like that's what I got from chapter one. Right, but like, you have you, to, but you have to control that, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's easier said than done. It's hard because like, people be like, people... man. Let's say you with a man and he, you know, trying to talk to you or talk down to you in a way and argue to you about something, and then you just get so heated at the audacity for somebody to think that. You could talk to me like this, and your hairline is in Timbuktu. Like, let me tell you about your funky ass hairline that ain't got nothing to do with the argument. But it's it's all about you being so pissed off that you bring up shit that is not gonna give you a resolution to what the real issue is. And so, I don't know. People need to just like learn to double back, uh, let things you know, cool down and then be like, okay, this is what the issue was. I, I went off on X, Y, and Z. Um, can we do this moving forward? Yeah, but also you gotta remember that that person might not even be the issue. Your issue may be lying somewhere else, but that person mm-hmm. just got mixed up in a crossfire. And then you taking it out on that person. Right. Back. That's why I said, I also got from this, like, in, in, in moments like that, like attack the issue and not the person right because like it may not have anything to do with that person but he lost me when he was talking about the Athenians and pirates I said oh this is a section of Sparta and I was like all right I'm gonna have to tune out (laughs) like I love like I love Greek mythology but that nigga just made that shit sound boring yeah that went way left field right like no I'm not I'm not here for this yeah, like the whole um, impatience. Talk about something else, Mister Green. <laughs> um, when he was talking about okay. impatience and resentment, um, can lead to like anger and distrust. This is why I'm very big on like not holding 
like you know like your grandmom may say you know you need to learn to hold your tongue sometime your mouth but sometimes mm-hmm. it, I ain't never said that but okay <laughs> clearly <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> if you hold if you hold things in when something is like when you pop off off of something that is really not that big of a deal it's because you spent all those times that you were supposed to speak up for yourself and you held it in so I feel like a lot of the times when you feel mistreated or when you feel like something was um, like a jab and you feel away I feel like you should not hold it in I feel like if you let it out and you deal with it right then and there the next issue won't be such an explosion because you holding in on these feelings that this person didn't even know you had. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So, um... I was I like, agree. okay. I can relate. <laughs> Somebody had done that to me before. Like, where I was the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, um, you know, she had all these issues and she was like, bringing up stuff that happened like freaking years ago that I thought exactly. that we had like bypass and stuff exactly mm-hmm. I've had someone blow up on me like that before but then I kind of like just kind of sat back and kind of listened because if you really just sit back and pay attention you can tell it's not even directed towards you mm-hmm. so, so what did you do after they just let loose I was just like you finished <laughs> <laughs> and their response was and what else uh-huh. they just told me yeah and then I said okay so can we talk about what we really need to talk about now because <laughs> I think all that shit you said ain't had shit to do with me oh man uh, ooh. and don't get me wrong a lot of what he's saying we are assuming that the person you are having these discussions with is at a mature level if sometimes when you want to grow up and you want to have a grown up discussion the other Mm -hmm. person is still on level one and that'll never happen so you're wasting your time um so it's always important to know who you're talking to and who you're dealing with. And sometimes all of your energy doesn't need to be wasted when you're really not going to get the result you want anyway. Um, what did you think about when he was speaking on like appearance biases? Like understanding how to deal with people how they are and not how you assume for them to be. At a certain time. I mean, I think that should be everyone. I mean, you shouldn't. I don't know. I you should. You never should judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Um, that's again something that my parents have always taught me. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like how you tell me all the time because you're like, damn, Casey, you're the most ghetto professional person that I know. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm gonna stop bullshitting. I don't fucking know. I don't remember that part. Well, he was talking. Basically, <laughs> the breakdown of it was him talking about um, mistaking mass for reality. 
So okay. he was talking about like the halo effect. We um, see certain negative or positive qualities in a person other than more positive qualities. So for instance, people may gravitate towards good looking people because they feel like they're more trustworthy when that's really not the case. Oh, okay. So or you feel like you can gain something from it. Yeah. And um I mean I'm paranoid, so I don't trust nobody. And that's a smart way to be. And you know what <laughs> what really kills me is when people be like, Oh, don't judge people, but when you live somewhere, let's say for like New York mm-hmm. and you're by yourself, I had to I had to judge people for survival. Yeah. You know, you're not just gonna give someone in uh Central Park your $2,000 camera and be like, hey, can you take my picture? No, you're going to look at who's around and and think to yourself, who the fuck is not going to run away with my shit? Right. And then you're going to give them your camera and ask them if they can take a picture and you go get your picture and you go get your camera back. You're not about to give it to no seven-year-old or no teenager and be like, hey, can you take my picture? No, they're going to run off with your shit. Right. So sometimes judging is survival. So I think you just have to learn how to balance that shit out. Yeah. It's a time and a place. Yeah, or you can just be ca- cautious. I just hate that judging word. Yeah. Because mm. it's like, I'm not judging you because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, just, I gotta be cautious about my safety. Exactly. My I'm feelings. just trying to be aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've always been that person. You gotta show me better you can tell me. Yeah. Have you ever had to deal with any like group biases that he was talking about where um, just because you were with like a group of people or a group of friends and everybody thinks a certain way that you felt pressure to think that way or are you comfortable separating yourself? I'm comfortable with separating myself. Me too. <laughs> and I, and I, I think that's what I value the most out of the mm-hmm. three of us is yes, we may like similar things but let's say if I was like, let's go here to eat, I'm not going to assume we all want to go there to eat. I'm going to ask. And I'm not going to assume we all cool with this person because I'm cool with this person. I'm going to ask and give you a heads up who all going to be there type people. Right. Because you really don't want to be in there with stale vibes and you're trying to force people to mesh. Right. So, um... I hate that. Ugh. That, that shouldn't make you not want to go nowhere. <laughs> right. Why did you not want to be around a certain group of people? Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, he's getting into shit I can relate with. Um, when he was talking about blame, the blame biases when we learn from our experiences and mistakes. Mm-hmm. But some people don't learn from that shit. And I and I think the people that don't learn from their mistakes, um, over time you learn to lessen your time around them. At least I do, because you don't want to keep having the repeated conversation or the repeated issue of why this always happens when we go out, or why you always, you know, nitpicking this when we go out, or I hate that. You got to avoid that person over time. Is that true for y'all or no? Um, 
I never really experienced anybody who didn't learn from their mistakes. Like it was always some form of consequence or karma mm. for anybody who I've ever dealt with. So I don't know. Mm-mm. Do y'all know someone that's never learning from the fact that, oh, this person burned you on this this one time? Why are you going to go into this with them with this situation? Like being naive? Yes. Um, yeah, I know a, a couple people who have done that. Well, I've done that before. Yeah, I've been a little naive. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like in behind, you know, a man or thinking that you're in love or just wanting to be nice. Yeah, I think everybody's been a little naive. Mm-hmm. But I know somebody who's like a user. A and user? Yeah. Me too. And they don't have no problem with it. Nope. Because mm-hmm. that's how they of- like, like people <laughs> a lot with. That's how they get by. Yeah, and then like their whole thing is like you know, um, yeah, I'm gonna use you, but when you don't want to do what I want to do, then it's all your. Like if shit go wrong, it's your fault. It's not. It's never my fault. It's your fault. Right. It's a problem. Sounds about right. I don't know. I think there's there's some people that are good at one time you need to show me your ass. I'm good, and then there's some people that you need a few times before you learn. And I'm just one of those people where I need one time. <laughs> Girl, I don't even need that one time. I just get a little vibe. Like, I get that vibe. Or I mm-hmm. talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, doing it to me. And then, like, I'll see you do it to other people. And I kind of, like, push back. So, like, right. the person that I see that I told you guys is, like, a user. Mm-hmm. I've seen him, like, really, like, cuss out, fuss out, do the grimiest shit to people that he calls his best friend. And I'm like, and I said this one time when him with some people that he knows. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, if you say that shit about your best friend, what are you saying about me when I'm not around? And what did he say? He ain't say nothing. Yeah. And I said that at the and I said that at the table in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And he like, oh, oh, girl, I'll talk about you. What you do? Not what they all say. Listen, I'm quite sure you do. And my thing is like, I don't. What would make me respect people like that is people being honest about who the fuck they are. But some people are just so scared of honesty that sometimes mm-hmm. that shit, you'll never get that, no matter how many times mm-hmm. you ask for it. People are afraid of the truth. Oh, that's so annoying. Because people don't want to feel, people don't want to seem like the bad guy. People don't want to seem like that person that people are talking, that people are talking about. And I'll be the first to admit and sit here. I'm, I've been a fuck, I've been a fucked up individual. Mm-hmm. Everybody just just want to please everybody. And you can't do that. It's kind of mm-hmm. like people assume that you only have three personalities in the world, and you gotta force yourself to fit in them. No, sometimes. You're going to meet someone where y'all personalities don't mesh. And that's okay. It's very okay. And people, some people just choose to blend in and fake the funk. And some people are just like, hey, this is me. What's up? Right. 
and I, it's just so much easier to be the hey this is me what's up person um instead of trying to blend in because when you're like under pressure and you're, you're stressed and you're in a situation where you can't control it or you can't hide it your anger is gonna come through your paranoia is gonna mm-hmm. come through and you'll be like okay this is who you are okay you're right Sometimes it don't take no drink for that shit to pop up. Hmm. That was interesting. I have a few relatives that's like that. Girl, I got plenty of relatives like that. And that's why I'm just like, no, I'm not coming to that family dinner. No, I'm not coming to that family event. I'm good. I'm straight. I know. That's the reason why when I go to New Orleans, I dip in and I dip out. It's just easier that way. If you catch me at my grandma's house, cool. Because that's the only person I came to see. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and if you catch me while I'm there, great. If not, oh, well. Kiki, you got fam like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't turn it like that, but they are fucked up individuals. Oh, man. We all fucked up. All black people fucked up. We are, but there's some people that really want to do the work to be better, and some people just like, I'm not doing shit. Right. I mean, that's lazy people. Yeah. I don't know. I just know if we, if if you get to a point where you just like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not planning on working through my shit. I'm not planning on getting better. At least be upfront about the fact that you're not trying to do shit. Right. I got family members that go to therapy, got a whole ass therapist, but don't tell the therapist everything so don't nothing get resolved. So why the fuck are they going? <laughs> As we continue into chapter two. What the hell? So they don't trust the therapist. But you know It's not even them trusting the therapist. That's just like in chapter two when we were talking about narcissism. Oh shit. Well, since we gonna go there, let's go there. <laughs> they always want to play the victim. Oh man! Because people gotta pay them attention, <clears throat> and they don't give a fuck what kind of attention it is, good or bad. They just want some. Right. No attention is a hell of a drug. The law of narcissistic self-absorption. What well, he said? It's a never-ending need for attention. Right. How how high did that part? <laughs> Listen, social media don't help. That was my favorite chapter, bitch. Chapter two. Yes, chapter one was and chapter two. Oh, I know. Oh, I know plenty of bitches like this. <laughs> well, I, I, I like we live in a time where that's what what pays. That's what mm-hmm. um, that's gives what you gives people self validation, and that's what's killing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, people who kill themselves from not getting enough likes on Instagram, kill themselves for being bullied, being bullied, like, all you gotta do is log off. That's a false sense of reality. Right. Social media is a false sense of reality. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, it's something that's, like, so much a part of your life, and it's just a regular, everyday routine. Like y'all remember AOL? Y'all remember the dial-up? Mm-hmm. And you get on there and you make up like 
some funny screen name and you have a discussion in chats with people. A chat room. <laughs> Could you imagine what it would have been like if you had to have your picture up there? Lord. Oh, hello, MySpace. You get to MySpace. Was anybody killing themselves off of my, um, not getting enough followers on MySpace? Yeah. If they were, I not didn't care think about it. Not as bad as Instagram and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, the craze of making people feel like they need to have their phone at all times and then linking something on their phone that they feel like they need to be on at all times. Mm-hmm. You feel that they push this over connecting people, but in reality, you're disconnecting from people and you're holding on to all these things because you're not having face-to-face conversation with people. You're not seeing people in the flesh. You're seeing them on a fucking device. Right. And you're trying to feel a connection that you're not going to feel because people are pushing lies through a fucking device. When in person, you will actually be able to catch a vibe if somebody was really on some honest shit. So this whole, like, narcissism shit, of course you're gonna have it. It's kind of like, how did you not have it? Right. And then also he was saying there's different types of narcissism. Like, there's different kinds of narcissists out there that's not just one particular type. <laughs> he said a healthy narcissist. Because <laughs> um, I mean, like, every, I, cause I feel like I feel like everybody has some type of self-absorption. Like everybody is is into themselves in some kind of way. Exactly. Anything wrong with that? Right. And, you- it's not, and then a healthy amount of it is called self-esteem. Yes, and confidence. And then mm-hmm. like unhealthy amount is called Kanye West. <laughs> right. Basically. <laughs> Like that man. That man has all the confidence in the world. What is happening right now and what he's doing? This man brought a horse in the church and fell off. Yeah. Listen. He's a black trunk. (laughs) What is happening? He making my Gemini's look bad. But he fell off so confidently. Listen. He got us looking crazy out here. It's like it's, it's like if the Lord came down and slapped this man, he'd be like, I'm Kanye West. The Lord came down and touched me. Sir! And then you with somebody that's not going to tell him about himself, clearly. Nope. <sighs> that is why the black... Are you worried about it? Did your check clear? Did that check clear? Oh, Listen, <laughs> this is why the black man needs a black woman to keep him in check with reality. But that is not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> oh God! All right, so. But that, but that black woman also has to make sure that she's in tune with reality because some of them ain't. That too. That too, but when? Okay, what type of narcissist do you guys relate to? Like, it's like if somebody was like, what kind of narcissist are you, Casey? What kind of narcissist are you? I think I'm a healthy narcissist. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I can be, like, I 
have enough self-absorption to where I'm confident, but I'm not like overly cocky and arrogant. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have like likes or a dozen comments or a hundred people watching my stories to feel like I'm important or like I'm valuable or what I have to say is valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like I, I could kind of I relate to that because I don't feel like I need like that like I don't, that even I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't first of all I don't need people I don't know telling me that like liking my shit and doing this that and the third like I don't right. think that's great mm-hmm. like I think it's like I'm not gonna lie I think it's cool especially if I'm doing it for like a purpose mm-hmm. but like you put like I'm putting my selfie up on Instagram and I get a hundred likes versus me putting some shit up in real estate and I get like maybe like four or five likes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, damn, y'all like a picture of me? Like, motherfucker, I know I'm not, I know I'm cute. Mm-hmm. I don't need y'all to tell me that. Right. I got a nigga at the house that tells me that shit every day. Right. I can tell, I tell myself that every day, but I don't need people that I, I don't know that I really don't fuck with that I don't have their personal phone numbers. I just talk to them online to tell me that I'm cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, good narcissism is knowing your worth. I think good narcissism is um, knowing what you bring to the table no matter what room you in. Mm-hmm. Um, also being open to learning a better way to go for the things that you want also being open to not being like the know-it-all in right a situation. oh god i hate that so much <laughs> i can't stand it and, it, and then be wrong and then be wrong loud and wrong <laughs> like, and can't like, apologize like when that. you wrong yeah. i got a friend who's like the and it's like girl like you can't tell somebody what like how they are like each individual person is like like who's better to, to tell you about yourself than yourself right but that's why people are out here labeling other people without them saying hey my name is this and I am x y and z let people be who the fuck they are and make their own decisions like if your confidence is on a thousand well, kudos to you. I love the fact that your confidence is on a thousand. But the people who, you know, are um, gifted or talented and their confidence is on a thousand, you can't, you can tell them, oh, you do such and such great all day. But if they don't think so, you can only do so much. Right. Like you can't make them be boastful about who they are. Like, um, when it comes to, you know, friends supporting another friend's business or um, service, they'll they'll see you and be like, oh, that's cool. What's up? Why does it take a thousand strangers telling me, oh, this is great for you to come tell me what I'm doing is great? Like all, all the people around you that you claim are uh, good friends or whatever should be supporting you first before those a thousand strangers. But I I don't think people today want to be the first to support something 
they're um, not sure the masses are with. And I feel like that's when people start um, doing the thing that 10 other people have been doing or 15 over over here people been doing and nobody wants to be themselves. So you kind of have to find your balance and why you're here and why you're going for this passion and actually believe in it and not wait for a thousand people to be like, yeah, do this for you to get on. Now, don't nobody want to be themselves because it's hard. It's, people are lazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's it's a fact, just... though. Don't, nobody wants to be themselves because this shit is fucking hard. It I is try hard. to be myself as much as I can. I don't know how not to be um, Chantal, no matter where I'm at. Like, you know how people be like, oh. Yeah, you got to think about it, though, Chantal. Like, if you're in an environment where it's everything that you do isn't right, it's wrong, but everything somebody else does is right, and you know that, from, and then that's all you know from growing up as a child, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, as you're getting older, it's like, I can't do that because that's wrong. I can't do that because that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, prime example being gay black black dudes the black family has been hearing ever since they've been little kids being gay is wrong it's the devil is this is that right don't be gay don't be gay don't be gay don't be gay mm-hmm. then when a kid is five or six and they know that they're gay but they hide in the fact that they're gay and mm-hmm. people telling them don't do that shit that shit is gay yeah then when they get older and they know that they're gay but yet they're like, I can't be gay because the shit is wrong. My family's gonna do this song. My family's gonna do this. My family's gonna do that. Let me just go ahead and get this girlfriend and have this family mm-hmm. because I can't be who I want to be. Right. Because everybody else isn't going to accept me. That shit fucked with you. Mm-hmm. So I mean like at, at the same it's easier. Well, I'm not gonna say it's easier, but it's to that person, to that individual, it was easier for them to be somebody else than for them to be themselves because I could be somebody else and still have my family, or I could be myself and have nobody. Mm-hmm. So who do I wanna be? And that's why today I'm I'm more open and more like okay kudos to them for going out and being open with what they want to do because mm-hmm. I'd rather have a known out in front on the camera in your face racist um, lesbian uh, gay man uh Nazi than be working for someone who probably does racist ass shit mm-hmm. when they leave an office or a business and me spend 15 plus years 20 plus years supporting them right and it's not to say that you know whatever people do is right all the time because that's what they want to do but I would rather see it I, I would respect somebody that's open with what who they are and what they do than to hide it and 
if you spend generations and generations of hiding shit and then now your your great grandparents if they see you that you out in the open and you're comfortable with being who you are mm-hmm. they look down on that one because they're jealous that you can you have the balls to two right. uh what and in my day of growing up my mindset is stuck on you're not supposed to and three they don't understand it because they don't understand why you feel like you could do that right now yeah so you know you have to get to a point where you're not trying to convince people who are not in the mind frame to understand like it is okay for me to be who I am just be who the fuck you are because there's gonna always be people who love it people who are not sure about it and people who hate it and it's kind of like if you're doing it to make everybody comfortable you're going to lose if you're doing it for you you're going to lose so just do it because you want to do it right and if you can't change it you might as well learn to love it right but but that's not everybody's mindset because they're too busy pleasing everybody else listen (laughs) I can't I can't either because if you spend your whole life trying to and I used to tell somebody this all the time I say if you spend your whole life pleasing everybody nobody's ever going to be satisfied you can tell people that today blue in the face and they still refuse would try to please everybody yeah I that person actually starting to listen well what so happens actually, on why they're starting to listen I don't know what happened <laughs> why they're starting to listen I don't know why they what transpired that they're starting to listen but they're starting to listen because it's like they were like damn case you right like I can't live my life trying to please everybody because I'm fucking miserable mm-hmm. they probably hit a boiling point yeah mm. alright do you guys know anybody that craves to be appreciated no matter if they're doing it for them having the clout of doing oh I did something nice for somebody like I have an aunt that goes out her way to offer her quote unquote niceness but once she's doing something for you when you're not around she's telling the whole world oh I'm doing this for such and such oh um, I let them do this and uh, they can't even do this for me or they don't do this and they do this the wrong way and then you just like well if you really didn't want to do the shit honestly why the fuck are you offering it yeah do it because you want to not because you want anything back in return when I tell you this lady irks my insides to the point where if, if people do not need her it's like you gotta be like the devil yourself like she needs to be needed she needs to be constantly appreciated and and shown that oh I did something for somebody that's why they're this or that's why they're great and people like that they only come around or talk about you when one you're doing really good or two you're doing really shitty and my thing is like I'd rather not even deal with people like this or have that energy 
in my life, period. So people like that, I usually cut out because not everybody, if somebody, if you honestly don't want to help somebody or you honestly um, don't want to step in and support, I would rather you not support. The worst type of support is fake support. Right. Like, if you're going to come and talk shit about what you wouldn't do or what you didn't like, don't come. And this is why I don't understand why (laughs) these shows, um, people take 10 people with them to go see a house that they want to buy. Or you take 15 people to go uh, see your wedding dress that you want to wear for your wedding day. Like, who opinions really matter when it comes to None of them. Because there's going to be something about Casey's house that Casey loves that I'm not going to like. There's going to be something about Kiki's house that Kiki loves that I'm not going to like. And there's going to be something about my house that y'all probably not going to like. And I think if people stop um, living by other people's yay and nay, you're going to be fucking happy. And comparing yourself to other people, like, I hate that. Like, like comparing I, your house to my house. Like, right. girl, who gives a shit? I it's for me. Through, it's not for you. I drive through Buckhead almost every day during the week. I drive through Midtown almost every day during the week. And those houses are beautiful. Those driveways are awesome. I love seeing, especially black and brown people in nice shit. I love seeing it. I don't know how you got that nice shit. But I love seeing it because I know somebody else is going to see that and be like, okay, I can aim to do what I want to do so I can get somewhere in life where I have X, Y, and Z. But my thing is this. I would never trade my my life right now with its problems for their life with the problems they have with that nice shit because I know it's something that I'm not ready to handle. But I feel like on social media... And how people put in front of the world all the things they want you to see. People don't think like that. Nope. Like, that's why we got so many fucking people wanting to move to Atlanta. Because Atlanta looks nice. And the houses are said to be cheap. But bitch, you're not getting paid. What you getting paid where you at for the nice shit that's in Atlanta? Right. It don't look nothing how it look on TV. Hello? People think Atlanta is hella big. It's very small. Or it's going to solve all their problems. Definitely not going to solve your problems. And then you're going to have more problems. (laughs) And if if you don't... The Atlanta y'all see on TV is just the photos in the menu. Listen. Right. In the Instagram with the fake asses. Listen. And if you don't... (laughs) The fake asses hoes everywhere. If you're not comfortable by yourself and not having nobody and you don't have happiness like that wherever you at even if you move here you're not going to have it that's a fact because I just realized that I just came up on my eight years living here uh-huh. and I was like for like those first couple of years I really like didn't know nobody so I was doing shit like by myself and, and I feel like you have to you have to be comfortable with yourself first before mm-hmm. you put yourself in any new situation next because right. if pe- if the people around you make you feel complete you're going to be fucked up 
Right. That goes for anything. Friends, relationships, family. Well, I've been here for for 10 years. And what brought me to Atlanta was that I wanted to be in the marching band. Like how I saw on Drumline. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got here and I went to to, um, Clark Atlanta University. And it was nothing like <laughs> Hello. And it was so boring. I think you said I'm going to battle the bands every day. Bitch said Kiki was like, bitch, I'm gonna be in a Drumline movie every single day. Right. And everything, and it was nothing how the ATT college was in Drumline. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> got in that line and was like, bitch, this is a not like the movie. Listen, this look like the lunch line in third grade. What the fuck is going on? What was going on? So I was like, this is trash. But eventually you you figure that, okay, I need to figure out where the fuck I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stay and what I really want to do here. Right. And it wasn't me in the, in the marching band. Right. <laughs> she said, I have evolved. <laughs> But I mean, at the end of the day, you're gonna be left with your ass and your thoughts, and uh, in a way, for you to get through the day, for you to get through your week and your months and your years, you're going to have to have that confidence to push yourself and try something new. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to um, be comfortable with not knowing everything and how the fuck you're gonna do X, Y, and Z, but be open to uh, figuring it out while being true to yourself. Because if, if it was up to, like, my relatives, I would be another person going to nursing school to go take care of some white elderly woman because it paid, quote-unquote, good money. Mm. Like, you know, you have to stick with what the hell you want to do because you want to do it <laughs> what you laughing at Casey I was like typical Jamaican shit I hate that shit <laughs> but, my, but no like my family was like that but you know like if you really thinking about if you really think about it in America who mm-hmm. do celebrities and wealthy people hire to take care of their kids, children and their own uh, relatives yeah Hispanics, West Indians, or Africans. Right. And I don't care what anybody say that has a lot to do with why um, people, older people are rude and they're stuck in this mindset of minorities are not supposed to work in higher fields of uh, businesses. They're not supposed to own shit. When they go in stores, they don't greet you. They tell you and they delegate. Because they feel like you're still supposed to get them shit. Like you're still supposed to do something for me. I don't have to greet you. I don't have to say excuse me. I don't have to say thank you. Just give it to me. And there has to be something said about why you never see a young white nurse or a caregiver that is white taking care of an older minority or um, being a nanny to 
mostly celebrity and people that have money uh, children. Like, y'all never think about that shit? Of course, because they're the help. That's why I know. Like, it's a fucked up mindset. The only time you'll probably see a white man doing that is if they're gay and they're the manny. That shit is crazy to me. Well, my sister told me they make nannies and mannies make bank in New York. They do. That's, yeah. like that, that's how my mom got here from Jamaica. Because it's, it's too demanding for the parents. She, she left Jamaica. She went to Canada. Because that's where most Jamaicans go. They don't go to New York or Miami in America first. And she was working for a Jewish doctor that had, I think, four different kids. And because she didn't have her papers or anything yet, they pay her under the table cash. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you find your way in America and you do like side jobs and you do entrepreneurship and you might babysit and you stack your money and you stack your money. My mom didn't get her citizenship until I was 22 years old. Right. And even with her citizenship, to get your citizenship in America, you have to um, memorize the Pledge of Allegiance or some shit. Yeah, what's the damn yeah. Don't nobody <laughs> over here respect the flag, whether you born and raised American. Right. I remember my dad got his citizenship. He had to memorize that shit. It's so full of shit. Yeah. It's so full of shit. So get the hell out of here. My <laughs> thing is like, do what you want to do because I know right now my mom is 66 years old and even though she came over here taking care of, you know, other people, kids and doing services, she still is 66 years old, still wishing she went to school to um, become a pediatrician and she didn't. Mm. So if you go and live your life with somebody else and for other people liking what you um, claim you doing or claim you like, then you're going to be old as hell wishing you didn't. So you might as well just do whatever you want to do for real. Right. And that's why people are in their 40s starting businesses that they wish they did in their 20s. That's why people are in their 50s, you know, going for the thing that they want to do. And when it comes to fucking college, this generation and this time that we live in, you don't need it. Mm-mm. You need a plan. You need um, someone that invests in your ideas and you need consistency and then you could still get the goals and the shit done that you think you want to get done. And you need an ounce of healthy narcissism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because you're going to have some nights when you're just going to have to be the only one encouraging yourself to keep going. Listen. And you're going to have like, you're going to need a group of friends to tell you that um, you're doing the right thing and you ain't crazy and uh, a good support team uh, because this shit, this adult shit listen <laughs> I text my brother, I said nigga what is the good part about parenting this man gonna tell me when your kids lose the house I said nigga they're six and two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a long time. Oh my yo, what the hell? And so I went to go see him earlier this week 
he just looked stressed and he'd be like look like he was uncomfortable but because he had customers coming and I ain't stick around too long so I text another night I was like are you okay he was like yeah he was like I just got gout that's why my feet is fucked up I said nigga oh lord <laughs> He got gout. Yeah, so I was like, so that means you gotta change your diet. He's like, yeah, I can't have no shellfish and um all the shit I really like to eat. That's a nigga. Yeah, what? he can. Yeah, he can. I was like, I was like, what is the good part of um getting older? Because I got diagnosed with gout. Because I could give you some, I could get sent you some stuff to send him. That's the stuff that I sent you to send to your mom. I think I did. Yeah, you sent me a picture of it. Yeah. Tell him he got to tell him to get that. Okay. You got to send it to me again. But I was like, nigga, how the fuck you end up with gout? <sighs> but Girl, it happens. I don't know. And then if you think about all the shit they putting in our food, you gonna end up with something, regardless. Right. Like, ain't no safe way whether you vegan, whether you Baptist. Whether you eating cow or you not eating cow, like all this shit is fucked up. Right. And then go to the doctor and they give you pills and just get you more fucked up. Listen. Right. At least y'all are because they're because they're, this is the thing they're treating it. They're not curing it. Yeah, because they want you to come back like fiends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want your money. That's. <laughs> Ooh, geeky. What they want your money? <laughs> no, that's not why I'm screaming. <laughs> um. <laughs> Listen, for all the women out there, y'all men don't even understand the blessing it is to have a dick involved. I do. I do. Doctors will give women shit for one thing. All to turn around and have that bitch come back because that that medicine that y'all gave her is giving her this thing, and that's when I be wanting to cuss these fucking doctors out like nigga. Oh, I'm gonna be a bitch. Listen, if you knew that t- me taking these antibiotics was gonna do this, and I have to come back and get this, why the fuck are you making me come back in here later? Just give me all the shit I'm gonna need. Antibiotics ain't good for you no way because antibiotics break down your immune system. Yeah, I'm not gonna take any. I mean, um, they listen. I'm not taking anything to... they prescribe me. Like I don't give a fuck. It, it got to a point where I was like, "What do I need to drink that's natural from the earth to get rid of my issue?" Because I'm not about to keep going back and forth to no doctor for X, Y, and Z, all to turn around and take some more pills for this. I'm not taking anything they describe. They prescribe. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. People be like, "Oh, I got antibiotics. That works." Nah. No, it's gonna make you antibiotics. Antibiotics is exactly what it's called. Anti antibodies, and what it does is it and it it breaks down those all the antibodies in your system. All your white blood cells. It breaks down the good bacteria and the it takes down down the good shit and the bad shit. Ugh. So while taking out the bad shit is taking out the good shit, leaving room for more bad shit to invade your body. The best thing you could do 
in, in life is fucking read for yourself. Don't let anybody tell you shit. And then they'll take that shit while you on birth control. Woo! I don't know nothing about that. That's not me. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be a real bitch. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the, the most <laughs> difficult patient um, in the I universe. Can't. I can't. Because I'm not gonna just do what you told me to do or what you recommend. Right. You could recommend it, but I'm gonna go home and read and I'll tell you if I wanna do it. Exactly. Now I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna be like, so what's that for? What are the side effects? No, so they don't never tell me. They, they, they have the side effects. They don't never tell you straightforward what the side effects. They try to They don't know because they don't know. And you know why they don't know? Because the pharmaceutical com- companies come to those doctors' offices, treat the whole office to fucking lunch, and tell them <laughs> if you prescribe X amount of eight patients with this particular medicine, we'll give your office an extra X amount of bonus money at the end of the fucking year. Bullshit. Straight bullshit. So give these to all your patients that are diagnosed with this. Oh, this is what they are? This is supposed to work a little bit better. Mm -mm. The side effects are a little bit more fucked up. But this should work a little bit better. I'm not taking anything. Please, y'all ain't know that. Y'all ain't know that about pharmaceutical sales. (laughs) Read people, please. Get your insight. And don't get me wrong, some people really use the social media shit for like good, where you're actually giving good information, and I appreciate it. Oh yeah. So, but just take it with a grain of salt. Right, social media only as good as you make it. Yeah, and it's very healthy to take your motherfucking breaks. If you need to log off, you know, turn off and mute, then you do that. And that goes. I feel like I feel like the people that need to do that are the people that's like automatic that's already have some kind of disconnect from actual reality. But they don't go. No, but I'm saying yeah, but I'm saying like those people, like the people that need to do that are the ones that are disconnected from actual reality because like I'll get on the phone and I'll call a friend I'll meet people out I'll do this I'll do that but I mean like some people don't even do that they'll just sit in the house and just do social media shit all day or mm-hmm. they do go out and that gives me a headache getting catfish I'm sitting there on social media all day looking at my phone it just gives me a headache and I feel so unaccomplished Right. I just get aggravated because I just see the same fucking shit like 20 times. Mm-hmm. And be um, exhausted and have anxiety because <laughs> you feel like you haven't done enough today when you really... If you would just put the fucking phone down and do something else, you'd get a lot right. done. You know? It helps at night to turn your motherfucking phone on airplane mode. Or do not disturb. Mm-hmm. And wake up in the morning and not to no, and just slowly get into your day. But um, I'm excited about the next two chapters. Yeah, me too. I'm start listening to them in the next couple of days because Casey got the audio and me Kiki has the book. So the fuck did. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Chapter three is going to be on seeing through people's masks. Mm-hmm. The law of role playing, not the one you like, you nasty motherfuckers. Boo. 
Um, and that's gonna be good because I think yeah, I'm halfway you, through that one. It is a good chapter. Mm, sound like it. If people will see through people's masks, they'll be they could save a lot more energy, time, and money. I think what he also said is that people don't try to see people's masks, which is stupid to me because. <laughs> So they the want the version that makes them feel comfortable, and that's not reality. Oh yeah, well, people definitely like to get comfortable in life. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter four is determine the strength of people's character. Compulsive, the law of compulsive behavior, and it's going to be talking about toxic types. Mm-hmm. Oh lordy, that's a um a hot word for the last two years. Toxic. Right. So, um, y'all get into those two chapters. I just felt like people had just replaced the word accountable for toxic. <laughs> right. You know, that's a whole nother episode. I think instead of people really be honest that, oh, I need to do some work and I need to work on this, they try to diagnose themselves with something so people would feel sorry for them. It's kind of like when people do crimes like mass crimes and then they get in the courtroom and be like, oh, I have this sickness or I'm, you know, this so they don't get all the time they deserve. No. Because no. if you knew that, then you would have took the precautions to treat your sickness. What is the sickness you had? Hello. Where were the pills before this shit? Uh, but, you know, right. Like y'all girl, Summer Walker. <laughs> Listen, we're going to do that the next um, couple of chapters because there's some behaviors that she has that not adding up with her anxiety. I don't think fame is for her. No, she, fame is for her and she's doing it in a way where it benefits her, but she... It's not that. This is the thing. Motherfuckers are fucking... Okay, so this is what it is. I want to be rich and I want to be famous, but I don't want to do shit. Yeah. That's how she... Like, what happened with her? She basically was saying how she has social anxiety mm. with performing and being in large crowds. But girl, every week you on a pole clapping your ass, damn near butt ass naked on social media. So she's still dating that producer. Unfortunately, yes. <clears throat> so she has social anxiety <laughs> and she's an empath. Like an introvert? No, an empath. An empath is kind of like a um, is a person that can kind of feel other people's emotions. Oh, and she expressed like sympathy. So she says, so that's why she doesn't hug any of her fans through meet and greets or <laughs> shakes hands or anything like that because she's an empath. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But somebody, but one of the so I'm in this other so I'm in this group on Facebook. It's a gamer group, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the guys were like. So you have social anxiety and you're an empath. So you can't hug or touch any of your fans. But before you were an artist, you were a stripper. Whoa. That's what I don't get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah. people like really and people really like defending her talking about you going to work every day when you sick and this, that, and the third. So that don't mean that she can't be a stripper and still be an empath 
and have social anxiety. Well, if she's an empath and have social anxiety, she can get her fucking ass up on stage and perform Hello. and hug and shake a couple hands and kiss a couple babies and do her fucking performances and her meet and greets and not cancel shows on y'all hoes because she don't feel like doing the show next week. Oh, people are I guess it's just different because she was like, like it was. Was she famous as the stripper? No, I don't know. I don't even know the bitch. I, I didn't know her as no stripper. My thing is this: if you think about what artists really did, you know, twenty years ago, in order to get their music out there or get their fans and do things for their fans, compared to what these artists have to do now, there nobody's doing no work. Everything digitally right now is doing the most work for these artists. So the smallest things that an artist can do right now is go to an interview, go to your concerts that you said you were going to go to while people have spent their working hard dollars to buy these motherfucking tickets. Show up. Be on time. At the end of the day, you getting way more money than artists 20 years ago were getting that we could listen to for the rest of our lives. Girl, listen, I just feel like right now it's just laziness. Everybody sounds the same. Everybody's doing a remix of some shit that came out 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And some folks just need to give it a break. Like, give it up. Like, and then and, and the crazy thing about it is, like, Diddy started it. Like, I know some people who, like, just be on Instagram just singing and they got these stage names and and you just look with stuff and it's like you've been doing this for like 20-25 years and you haven't even had a hit <laughs> like I'm just like yeah. but that's why they know they can't take no break because once they take a break and try to come back people gonna be like who cause you ain't doing nothing to be substantial to nobody they should just give it up already <laughs> if you ask me excuse me goodbye like give it up <laughs> Excuse me. Goodbye. Good day. So y'all like the book so far? Thank it's relatable. I think um, by the time we finish this book, <laughs> we gonna be more relaxed in um, confrontation. Nah, I already am. Sometimes. But you just gonna be super relaxed. I'm just... I'm more observant now of when people say certain things or do certain things where mm-hmm. I say less and you're going to see what my response is by how I don't respond. Right. And uh, it's, it's much more peaceful here. <laughs> <laughs> and what you're going to find is people who usually act the ass going to hit you up a couple of weeks later and be like, hey, I haven't heard from you. You've been quiet. I think that's one of the best things that I decided to do in my whole time life was kind of like just take a step back and kind of like just calm myself down Mm -hmm. let me tell you something the most valuable thing that I have in my life right now is peace Mm -hmm. like I love to come home and it's just quiet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I ain't gotta deal with nobody bullshit Nobody bullshit that you don't want to deal with. Right. I mean, even Bay, Bay don't give me no bullshit. Like yeah. bullshit with like we like we joke around with each other, but I mean like it's never like nothing like huge. Earth strength, earth strength. Right. 
don't know. I'm ready to learn some things out of this book. Right. Show me. That's how I'm gonna read this book, and this is gonna be a life coach. Watch. I ain't gonna be be no damn life coach. (laughs) (laughs) Every every time I come on, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck y'all gonna do. Well, let me tell you what. I tell you what. So I call Van (laughs) Van. No, sir. Not me. <laughs> All right, beloved. Well, I'm going over here. Again, my beloved. <laughs> Next chapters are three and four. All right. We're going to be talking about people behind masks, and we're going to be talking about toxic behaviors so read your chapters see you in february okay on the third we will post on the second we will record any questions please hit us up at our gmail okay any uh thing that you need answered or you got super questions that need to be super answered hit us up on our ig and uh, follow and like us on facebook till then be safe, keep reading, and uh, do what he told you in the book that's going to help you get through and get past certain people that you come in contact with that may be narcissists in the negative sense, that may be um, struggling with being honest about them being in the wrong, that may be struggling with anger issues and channeling their anger because just like me, just like you, we ain't got time. Okay, see you next chapters. You're thanks for tuning in to So What Page We On B. This should be a lot of good episodes coming up. But if you want to reach us again, you can reach us, tweet us at what page you said, email us at so what page we on B I H P O D at gmail.com. And IG is what page you said. If you want to reach Kiki, you know, the analyzer is K I underscore Molivat M O L I V A T underscore xo if you want to reach casey it's c-a-s-e underscore n underscore r-e-a-l-e-s-t-a-t-e and if you want to reach me it's shan and uh i don't know where you were trying to reach me at but (laughs) i got too many motherfucking pages um who underscore is underscore shan or she gets it pod i'll be on ig i'll be on twitter hit me up bye